0: Hello and welcome to the Building Cities Shaping Lives podcast, where we talk about how architecture, engineering, and managed services are shaping the world that we live in. This podcast is brought to you by the Sabana Jurong Group. I'm your host, Daniel Lee, and I'm part of the SJ Group communications and branding team. It is said that facility managers are the unsung heroes of the built environment. A world without them is a world where we suffer from sweltering heat in our offices as air conditioning systems fail where our spaces go uncleaned, and where we don't feel safe in places where we live, work, and play. But beyond keeping our built environment cool, clean, and secure, there's significant opportunity to apply cutting-edge technologies to transform facilities management, or FM, as we know it. I'm joined today by Jason Whitcomb, Sabana Jurong's Group Director of Integrated Managed Services, and his team helps us to manage our way to a smarter and more sustainable world Welcome to the studio Jason. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to start with the elephant in the room. Most other companies call it facilities management.
1: So why do we call it managed services here at SJ? In, in SJ we have three core pillars. Um, we have the the urban uh, pillar, we have the infrastructure pillar. And then we have the managed services, which is really the downstream operational O&M or execution arm, I suppose, of, uh, of, of the business. And within uh, managed services, we have uh, three or four sort of principal, um, principal services. So we have facilities management as, as, as one, which you, you just mentioned. Um, we have security um, and we have we have smart cities, um, which does a lot of our asset asset monitoring. And the reason we 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 call ourselves managed services is that we are now looking forward to integrating those three businesses. Um, there there is a demand in the market from from clients who are looking for for us to to come with more than just the traditional. FM model. They're looking for more than than one service. So if they have the ability to outsource multiple services to a single provider, then that makes their life an awful lot easier. So, so that's the model we're starting to to migrate to. Now, that doesn't mean to say we won't continue to focus on security, FM, and, and smart cities as as individual businesses. And we recognize that we still have to be a top performer in each of those categories before we can start integrating and collaborating mm-hmm. um but we do see the future um more more integrated than 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 it's ever been and technology is going to play a big role in in how we do that so uh, a good example is uh, s3 so uh, is a is a system integrator here in in Singapore that we've just uh, created a new company with called SJI three. Um, so S three has been supporting us for many years as we've built out our our own common data environment and the various uh, applications that sit on top of that. And as as we see going forward, this this uh, this platform is just going to become more and more front and center of of what we do and how we deliver our services. You know, we've decided to to partner with with them and uh, and and really pretty much bring them in house to to work with us for uh, whether it's supporting our command center or building our command center out at Atos or helping us uh, implement uh, you know new digital FM tools um, through
0: FM. So what's the difference between me walking into a building that has independent security, independent smart city soli- smart solutions, independent facilities management, and maybe walking into one where it's all under one roof, as you were saying, with that integrated managed services model?
1: So as the, as the end user or, or, or uh, the occupant, y- you probably wouldn't notice uh, a, a great deal of difference. I always think um, you know, if, a, if a facilities management or security company are doing their job well, you don't notice them, right? They're they're they they're doing their work in the background, and you're you feel comfortable, you feel safe, and on top of that, everything around you is is working, so you're able to get on with your day. But to the building owners or the asset owners, there there are there are a lot of advantages. They're, they're, first and foremost, there's a commercial advantage, right? So by bringing together multiple services under a single contract, there should be economies of scale and synergies that that they can reap. So there, there, there's, there's that. Um, you know, on on top of that, uh, there's a, a reduced risk element. If you have one team uh, and one account lead, um, there's no. Uh, I, I guess there's limited loss of communication amongst amongst the, the the team players. And and let's face it, you know, sometimes uh, a security company and a, an FM company from from different organizations they may not always see eye to eye, right? So there could be some friction on the ground and, and maybe they're not cooperating as well as they should. So, so there's a lot of things like that um, that, that, get, uh, that get dealt with when you, when you bring um, services together under a, under a single account. So you mentioned
0: cost, safety and reliability and expected ways of working. But what about sustainability? How does an integrated approach to manage services support our
1: sustainability objectives? If we look at um the supply chain end to end, there's probably more we can do as a combined unit um, in terms of um, sustainable solutions for our clients than if we all look at it independently and and just chip away at it. I think we can we can tackle bigger bigger challenges um if we've got more of the portfolio that that we manage. yeah
0: So how do you see actually um fM evolving? with, you know, the future of workspaces and the future of, you know, our touch points
1: with brands. The more we embrace technology, the more IOT can tell us in terms of how a building is performing or where people are congregating. We can then start to think about how that affects downstream services. So we, we can start thinking about on-demand services or just-in-time services, as opposed to the old way of, um, you know, planned, planned services. So uh, I think, uh, whilst it's not a particularly sexy topic cleaning often represents a big chunk of every corporate spent but the way but the way cleaning is still done today is is largely you know x amount of cleaners will go in and clean the same space the same way at the same time every day whether or not it's being used so there has to be a better way to do it and i think with the current crunch on on Manpower services and progressive wage models pushing the cost of delivering these services in a traditional way up. Um, you know we're starting to embrace technology a lot more and 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 see how um, you know sensors can tell us actually what's going on in the building. Um, so I think uh, you know I think we are definitely going to to move away from uh, traditional uh, prescriptive type of models for FM to more outcome- based so uh, you know customers are starting to ask us say hey here are the service level agreements I want you to to meet um, I'm going to leave it to you to decide how best to meet them I'm not going to tell you how many people you need to put here or put there as long as as long as you hit these kpis it's over to you and that's music to our ears because we are we are the experts in this space and I think I think we do know better than than many of our clients when it comes to it how to deliver services to to hit the right outcomes. So I think that's going to be a big, big change in the the FM environment over the coming few years.
0: And actually, I think what you mentioned just now about how we are moving from a uh, very prescriptive, hours-based uh, approach to FM to one that's really focused on outcomes, it almost mirrors the shifts in the way that we we measure work outcomes for our employees and so on, right? And I think in line with that, one thing that came to mind was what you're talking about just now in terms of technology and its impact on managed services. So how do we actually allow people to uh, allow facility managers to better adopt these um, uh, incoming technologies that have come up in the past 10 years? How have uh, some of the ways of working changed and how do we change the culture in a sense within our teams?
1: Now with the the IOT and the different platforms available, we can now start to really understand how a building is, is performing, um, and, and how best to, uh, how best to deal with that. But having said that, um, a lot of the FM workforce specifically in Singapore is, is aging. Um, and therefore a lot of these technologies are very, very new to, to many of our FM practitioners. Therefore, um we we have to invest quite aggressively now over the coming years in in training. Um and we are we've planned for that. So we want to bring all our uh FM folks, uh security folks for for that matter, we're embracing a lot more technology in in at Atos than than uh, we ever have. Um so it, it has to be supported with specific training modules. Otherwise the technology is just technology. Um what we do have, of course, is we have domain expertise. So we have to marry the technology with our domain expertise to ensure we are driving the right outcomes and the benefits for our clients. Otherwise, uh they're often paying for technology with no with no benefit. So so training is 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 key.
0: As a building user. How can I make uh facility managers stay? How can I make them, yeah? What, what do you would be uh something that makes them really happy?
1: That's a good question and I think it's something we are um we're working on continually. I think uh you know FM does have quite a lot of variety in terms of the services that we we provide uh, and and likewise security and and, and smart cities. So I do I do believe in um you know offering alternatives to to our staff um if they are interested in certain sectors or certain areas we want to try to create pathways to to get there Likewise we are open to security folk upskilling and training and becoming FM practitioners or vice versa So I think we are keeping a very very open mind around um around how we can support our staff, aging or not. I think you know this is equally applicable to our young staff who will probably have an even bigger appetite to experience more uh, or different types of services. Thank you, Jason. It's great to hear
0: about the diverse opportunities in the sector for us to build our careers and to make a difference. And with that, thank you for listening to Building Cities, Shaping Lives, a podcast by the Sabana Jurong Group, where we talk about how architecture Engineering and managed services are shaping the world that we live in. I'm Daniel Lee, a communicator with the SJ Group. Subscribe to our podcast on your favourite platforms and please consider leaving us a review to help make our future episodes better. That's all for today. See you next time.